What's up, everybody? Just browsing. I'm back with another football episode, but today we're going to be discussing college football, what we feel about it. I mean, Zach's next college football player. Our, our thoughts on the college football playoffs, as well as the worst Heisman Trophy winners probably since the year 2000 because it's like 98% of them. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to be discussing massive busts in the world of college football and – yeah, and I mean, just enjoy another football discussion. So yeah, so as promised, um, you know, last time we were talking about the NFL season, kind of doing a preview here. I can lean in if you want. Um, and we were saying that we were going to do follow this up with another football podcast, and this time about college football because you know, as we've already mentioned several times, the football season is rapidly approaching, and I think we're both very excited about that, and we're both. NFL fans and college football fans and honestly college football is one of my if not like my favorite sport to watch so I think college football um, and I think we hit on it last week in our episode uh, which you have if you haven't listened yet go check it out it's our NFL preview we do in-depth analysts in analysts in my head I was like thinking three sentences ahead I pulled yeah. a brand in there you know in-depth analysis yeah Matt does in-depth analysis and then I'm I was like, an yeah, analyst that's, of that the sounds NFL good pre-season. or that doesn't sound good but no um no, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Words are hard on yeah. this Thursday. But yeah, anyway, I think we were just going to use this episode as an opportunity to kind of kill two birds with one stone. One being just having a fun podcast where we get to talk about college football, which we like doing anyway. and We're going to do a lot of during the season. And then B, do something that we have talked about doing for a while, which is a podcast where we cover a lot of the... Heisman ex Heisman Trophy winners from college football who ended up just being total busts in the NFL, of which there is a pretty large list. And like Matt said, I think we're probably going to stick to roughly like '95 or something or 2000 to present because I mean, really, when we when we were one years old, it's not yeah. like we knew we, about these players. I mean, we've I, I've so. heard you know going through the list, I've heard of a lot of the guys from you know back in the day from the '70s and '80s and stuff like that, but like. We know nothing about. We don't. Their, we didn't watch them right. play. We don't. Largely anything that we would know about them, we would just look up or watch highlights of on YouTube or something. So I mean, it's whereas like the guys from roughly two thousand to present, a lot of those guys we've watched their entire college career right. and entire pro career. So we're we're following them pretty closely. Um, so yeah, I, I think we will start with just a little college football talk right off the top, and then get into the Heisman Trophy winner stuff um, here in a minute, but. You want? I just kind of want to rattle through the AP top twenty-five, yeah, and then we, we can, can kind of talk about college football playoff a little bit too, and then and then move on from there. But um, this is so I'm just looking at the AP top twenty-five. Um, I know how they have like the AP rankings and the coaches poll, and those are most of the time pretty much the exact same. I'll just stick with the AP top twenty-five because I think that's what most people. I think go that's off what everybody of. bases it off of. Yeah. because it's more of the writers and the coaches right. can. <clears throat> You know, kind of be a little skewed. So yeah. So here's what it looks like. Um, I'll go. I'll go 25 to one. We'll just we'll do that because that's that's a little bit more interesting. So coming in at the worst, but um, the best highly ranked team. Right. <laughs> um, creeping in at number 25 is uh, my brother's alma mater, Arizona State. So the Sun Devils creep Boom. in at number 25. Number 24 is Utah. 23 Boom. is Louisiana. 22 Coastal Carolina. 21. UT, Boo. Uh, 20, Washington, 19, Boo. Penn State, 18, Iowa, 17, Indiana, 16, LSU, 15, USC, Boo. 14, Miami, 13, Florida, 
12, Wisconsin, 11, Oregon, Ooh. 10, North Carolina, 9, Notre Dame, 8, Cincinnati, 7, Iowa State, 6, Texas A&M, 5, Georgia, and here is your top four, Ohio State at four, um, Clemson at three, Oklahoma at two, and Bama at one. So a lot of familiar faces up there at the very top. Um, one thing that sticks out to me just in looking at this list is Oregon is actually um, pretty high in the rankings going into the or right right now in the I mean, preseason. Honestly, so it's kind, of, it's kind of been a while since Oregon's really competed for. Well, so up, know, up front, I'm a big CU. Bowl game I'm, or, I'm a CU fan, so Colorado, right, right. Pac-12. That's what I follow. That's where I pay most of my attention. The Pac-12 will not have a team in the college football playoff again this year. Yeah, probably not. Why? Because they suck. How many Pac-12 teams we got in here? At least three, right? Because you got ASU, ASU Utah, there's Utah, Washington, USC, Oh, I forgot about Washington. Oregon. There's yeah. five. And Oregon, okay. So, I mean, you got a decent amount ranked, but... They always like, seem to have at least that many teams that are in, like, the top 25. But like you said, there's really only, like, one team per year that has even some sort of a shot at making the playoff. But they just can't really compete with, like, the teams that the SEC, the SEC... There's always, like, two SEC teams that are... Yeah. Basically, going to well, be I mean, in there. Look at look at our top. Let's see. Look at our top ten. You have, you know, ACC. I think Notre Dame still. I think they're independent still. Yeah. But I think they will. They played with ACC last year. Cincinnati's like American conference, I believe. Iowa State's Big Twelve. A and M SEC. Georgia SEC. Ohio State Big Ten. Clemson ACC. Oklahoma Big Twelve and Alabama SEC. You have yeah. SEC, three of the top six are SEC schools. Right. Which you would expect to see there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Pac-12 has just been bad. Like, honestly, I don't think Washington, I don't think Arizona State should be in the rankings. And that's not me being, like, a, a true CU fan and just saying I don't believe. I don't think they have that good of teams after watching what they did last year. And, of course, last year you got to put asterisks next to a lot of these games. But right. But they didn't the look very time, good they didn't look year. good. Yeah. And in the games that they did get to play, because they, right. they, they, they played a very truncated season last year. But I watched a few of those games, and they did not look very good. Right. And Colorado, you know, this will be the bias part. They were a good team last year. They played a lot better than anyone ever expected them to. And I was I think they were ranked, like, 68th or something, like when they released their full rankings for this of like year. 132 teams or whatever it is. But I'm like, you know, I don't think Arizona State or Washington are that good of teams. Again, it's college football. They could both be one and two at the end of week one for all we know. You know, it, it's that's the exciting thing about college football compared to pros. You go to college, and unless it's Alabama versus West Texas A&M University of Jaguars or something where it's, you know. So – I was going to say that I thought I remembered ASU playing like 10 games last year, but not even close. They played four games yeah, last year. Because it's supposed to be just conference games. Yeah, and two of them got canceled. So their game against Cal and their game against CU got canceled. They played USC, lost, played U UCLA, lost, and they beat Arizona 70-7, to which is always good when they get to beat uh, U of A. And Arizona sucks, too. Right. And then they beat Oregon State. So they were literally 2-2. Two and two. I was going to say they were like 5-5, five and five, but I was totally misremembering. And I, I forgot how few games they really did get last year. But they just did not look very good in the games. No, that, other no, than, no, no, no. obviously, the U of A game. But like you said, U of A was, was really bad last year. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very excited for – it doesn't seem like – of course, who knows? You know, obviously crossing your fingers. But 
it doesn't seem like COVID is really going to affect how many games teams get to play this year. It seems like we should get normal size or normal length seasons. But like, like again, like I said, no one knows. Anything could happen. But hopefully we get full length seasons this year to where we can actually get an idea of like how good teams are. So you know I, I mean? believe it is a <clears throat> rule this year that games will not be canceled. Games okay. will be forfeit. Okay. So if you don't have a enough players to, you know, fill out your full team, you will forfeit that week. Interesting. Based on COVID. ASU's I'm looking at ASU's 2021 schedule and they have 12 games slated. So Yeah, everybody's supposed to have yep. the full schedule and it just if you don't have enough players to to dress and make a full roster, you forfeit the game. And that's it. There, there's like there's there they were pretty much saying there's no arguments, nothing's going to come of it. You just forfeit the game and you move on. Yeah. So I'm fine with that in the terms because if you have a team that's doing everything right and everyone's maintaining their health, then they should not be punished with, you know, because in college football, having six wins in a normal season qualifies you to be bowl eligible. Right. You get your bowl berth. So if two of the teams you're supposed to play have to cancel their game because of COVID and it wasn't your team's fault, you could get screwed out of two potential wins or losses, you know, you, you can't say you would have won, but you had a chance. Now you don't even have a chance, so you have to win even more games percentage-wise than, you know, before. So I agree with it. If, if another team can't can't compete, then they should have to forfeit. That, that should just kind of be a standard idea. Yeah. I mean, so uh, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to the college football season. I don't really know Me any, any big-name players. You know, a lot of the quarterbacks are – I don't know if there's any big senior quarterbacks that came back or running back. Like, I really don't know any big-name players. There's no Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilsons, you know. No, no Mac Jones. Mac I, Jones. I, I was watching the um, Patriots preseason game the other day, and Mac Jones came in, and the Patriots crowd was real fired up about it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And they obviously, I think Bama lost a bunch of, like that Devonta Smith, the receiver Devonta who Smith. won the Heisman Trophy. Um, is no longer in college. He's in the pros. So they lost like four receivers. I feel like yeah. all in the first round. Yeah, um, quarterback. It's, it's kind of crazy each year. I mean, anyone who watches enough college football knows that pretty much every single year, Bama is like the team to beat, and they have they always seem to have even in the years where they don't win the college football national championship, they always seem to have like. 10 or more players that are like really high profile players that, right. that immediately go to the NFL on both sides season. of the ball yeah, on both sides of the ball. So it's, it's always really incredible. I mean, it's frustrating to watch cause I am not a Bama fan. I think Roll most tide. people who are not explicitly tide. Bama fans root against Bama actively. Um, you got to admire it's, though, it's how hard to cheer for a they're dynasty. able to just replenish that each year. Cause any other school, Pick like a Oregon, for example. If Oregon had twelve guys who were NFL caliber who all left their team after one year, they're probably going to take a significant step backwards the next year. I mean, they're still going to be solid, but they're not going to be like competing for a national championship. Bama, it really doesn't matter. Each year, it's you, you look at the list of guys who leave and go get drafted, and you're like, "Holy shit, how are they going to replace that?" But well, every single guy they have coming and, in behind those guys is just as good, basically. Right. Well, and and like to touch on that, it's it's a different play style. Like, if you watch if, – if Alabama and Oregon played against each other, Alabama will be in a lot more pro set. You know, they're going to be a more – like a heavier pro-style team than in Oregon. And Oregon's going to be a true, like, West Coast, spread the ball, you know, like, like they were when uh, Mariota was their quarterback. 
air the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. 500 yards a game, 63 points a game. No one could stop them. And then they go into a national championship game against Auburn. And Auburn's like, guess what? We play real boy football down here, and you're not going to stop us on our offense, but we're going to stop you because mm-hmm. we know how to play. So if you look at like certain conferences, I think the Big Ten and the SEC are the two best conferences. The Pac-12 and the Big 12 probably score the most points per game. And then the ACC has Florida State, Miami, and Clemson, and then that's it. So Yeah, the ACC is kind of interesting because – And I in, guess North Carolina this year, they are number yeah. 10. Because so. in basketball, ACC is the conference to beat, right? Like they right. have all the best teams. But in football, it's really just – a, a couple of teams, maybe three, three or four, that are carrying the, the entire conference. The rest of them are like, you know, it's good Division One football, but they're not going to be competing with anyone right. from outside of that conference, really. Whereas, like Clemson, the last few years has been. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. Any other teams that stick out to you when you look at these top twenty-five preseason rankings? Um, I think Cincinnati at eight is one that sticks out to me. Again, they're just they're not in a tough conference. I don't I don't think I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell because like they play Miami of Ohio, Murray State, Indiana, Notre Dame, Temple, Central Florida, Navy, uh, Tulane, Tulsa, Southern Florida, Southern Methodist, and Eastern Carolina. So they are American. in the American conference, yeah, so you're right. It's just one of those like how do you rank a team eight, you know, say they go undefeated. They're not gonna make it to the college football playoff. Right. Because you have it – where's your strength of schedule? Okay, you got Indiana, Notre Dame. That's – I mean, that's kind of it in terms of right. preseason ranks right now. You have two ranked teams on your schedule. Whereas you, if you're in the SEC, you're playing against every ranked opponent. You know, yeah. the SEC has – what they have Bama, Georgia, A&M, uh, Florida, Indy – or not Indiana, excuse me. LSU. LSU. Um, yeah, and, and Ole Miss is usually good. Mississippi State's mm-hmm. usually good. You, uh, there's just so many good teams. They have Vanderbilt, which is a cakewalk for them. Yeah. But there's usually one of those for every conference. I think Vanderbilt's the SEC cakewalk. I think Purdue's the uh, Big Ten cakewalk. And I think Oregon State or Arizona right now are the cakewalks in the Pac-12. It used to be CU. And then in the Big 12 – it's Kansas right now. I mean, they're dog, dog shit. So <laughs> they're like dog shit on top of dog shit. And that's a funny one, too. That's another complete opposite of basketball. You know, Kansas always has a really, really strong basketball same with, I mean, team. same with the Big 12. They have, yeah. I mean, I guess they yeah, they got like Oklahoma for the Big 12, but I don't see any anything coming from the Big 12. You know what was kind of interesting this year? This is just a random – I just keep thinking of like the basketball to football comparisons because it's always weird to – be watching a lot of one sport and get used to the teams who are all good and then go to the other sport and be like, oh, they suck in this sport. Like, right. it's just really weird to see that. Speaking of really random schools that were really good this past season in basketball that I am not used to is Bama. Bama had Dude, a really good basketball team. They've actually year, been actually. on the rise lately. They've yeah. been like a, I wouldn't say a really good team, but they've been on the rise of – but the same could be said in the the – flip kentucky's football team has been on the rise they have they have and their basketball teams on the kind of on a decline decline, yeah yeah. which is crazy and uh, you know it's interesting to see how that works it's also interesting because basketball we'll have to do an episode on march madness in march oh i would love that because 
that is in like that's just fascinating. That's even more interesting. In you know, we have no idea what's going to happen than college oh, yeah. football because it's the most unpredictable thing. Like you got Butler after they drain a half court shot to win. Like we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's just as good as Appalachian State blocking a fucking field goal against Michigan, returning it for a touchdown, and winning a game. I mean, dude. By the way, uh, <laughs> I pulled up the Bama schedule just to look at like their schedule and the SEC uh, conference. Like what other teams are in there. Guess who's on Bama's schedule for the third to last game of the year? Is it like Murray State? <laughs> it's New Mexico State. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a money game. So my alma mater, uh, go Aggies. But, yeah, that one on November 13th is going to be a little rough. Yeah, go Aggies. They're rolling in, and then they're going to roll out with a massive bag of cash. That is true. That is true. There is there is some benefits to those games. So Yeah, you lose half your team to injury because they get ass-fucked <laughs> by NFL players. But then but your school gets but, uh, but you get rich lots of money. Of yeah. <laughs> you can afford one new bench press. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. That's the AP Top 25. Um, I'm excited for these games to kick off. They always start. College football always starts a little bit earlier than pro football. I think our week first one games will is be, um, September 2nd. So okay. not next week, but the week after. I was gonna say it's always like end of very end of August, but like right at the beginning of September. So it'll be like maybe a week or so before. So it's exactly NFL a week season. before yeah. the NFL kicks off. So it'll give us some. You know, you'll get your your football fix. We get the Citadel the versus Coastal Carolina is the first game. <laughs> <of> the <laughs> there NFL, we go. Or the NFL there we go. Day, college football season. So yeah, I'm excited, man. Fun game. I'm Dude, excited. I just love football. It, there's just Me too. nothing better. And I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully this year. COVID doesn't affect things as much as it was last year because that really threw a wrench in so many sports it's, it's, last year. So if we can get a normal, hopefully, like I said, cross my fingers, uninterrupted college football season, it'll be just as exciting as it always has I just been. think sports are boring without fans. And, yeah. You know, and I, like, again, I'm not going to get into this whole yeah. COVID bullshit because it'll really derail this episode, but – I'm just excited to have fans back. I'm excited yeah. to have both college and pro football yeah. and fantasy back. I want to have the the, the seventy five thousand, eighty five thousand fans back in these just roaring in these college football rivalry games. That's that's what makes it fun to watch on Saturdays. Yep. So yeah, ho- hopefully hopefully that's what we get this year. Um, but yeah, do you want to go uh, segue into this? Let's do this Heisman he- bus Heisman thing. I think this is going to be a really interesting discussion. So. Again, for anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while, we've been kind of mentioning this as an idea for something we wanted to do, and it, the timing just worked out really well to where we were doing the NFL podcast last week. Football season's coming up. We're getting all jazzed up about NFL football, fantasy football, all that kind of stuff, and we're like, you know what? Let's use the next episode to do a college football discussion and run through our Heisman Trophy idea. And I think this is just fascinating because anyone who watches both college and pro football, at least for me, one of the cool takeaways is getting to see, getting to follow these guys through their college career and then seeing them transition to the pros and seeing how that goes. Because sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't. And as, we'll, as you'll notice, and again, this is not like an, an exhaustive list of all of the best college football We're gonna players. We're going to do the last 21 years it's, or 20 it's years. the Heisman Trophy. So the Heisman Trophy goes to the best, you know, supposedly the best college football player in, in football that year. Right. And... As you'll hear as we go through this list, it's more often than not the guy who wins the Heisman Trophy does not make a big impact in the pros. And sometimes they are like a complete bust. Sometimes they're not a bust, but they're not necessarily like fulfilling the potential that people thought they had, which is they are still, who we thought they were. <laughs> which is still kind of shocking considering, you know, 
how could you go from being the best player in college football to like not really making an impact in well, the pros? And I think a lot Which, of again, we talked about a little bit last time. Right. And it, it's two completely different things, but you would think one would translate, but it actually doesn't necessarily. Right. One does not guarantee the other kind of thing. Which year do you want to start with? Let's just start with 2000 because okay. it'll be easy to do 20 years. Yeah. Um, okay. And these first ones will be pretty quick as I don't know like anything on them. So we have, what is it? Chris Weinke out of Florida state. He was a QB. Um, I, I know absolutely nothing about him, neither, so good neither. for you for winning the Heisman and being absolute dog shit in the pros, because I feel like I would have heard your name if, if I knew something. Same with our next one. In 01, we had Eric Crouch out of Nebraska, who I believe got drafted by the Browns and was like a massive bust, and there was like, I think that's what really started the Browns quarterback issues in oh, the NFL, okay. if, if that, I remember That would correctly. make sense. Do you want me to look that up real quick while well, we're yeah, talking? Here, I'll just click on his name. It'll yeah. bring up what he, who he's drafted by. Uh, he was drafted with a 95th pick to actually he was drafted to the Rams so I was wrong I think it was a Nebraska quarterback though that fucked everything up for the Browns hang on I'm gonna pull up um QB or uh Cleveland Browns quarterback history so bear with me for just a second so we want to start with what oh one yeah Tim Crouch Sure enough, that's our guy, right? And it was Eric Crouch. Oh, Eric Crouch. So, so maybe oh, they're related. And maybe, that's why yeah. I got confused. It was a Crouch. But listen to this. Listen to all of the different quarterbacks. These are different quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, I know. The Browns have, that the Browns have, have had, like had since 01. Tim Crouch, Kelly Holcomb, uh, Jeff Garcia, Luke McCown, Trent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, Ken Dorsey, Bruce Gradgau- Gradkowski, Brady, oh, I already said Brady Quinn. Sorry. Colt Brady McCoy, Jake Delhomme, uh, Seneca Wallace, Brandon Whedon, Thad Lewis, Jason Campbell, uh, Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel, Connor Shaw, Josh McCown, Austin Davis, Cody Kessler, RG3, Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan, Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor, and then obviously Baker Mayfield's been there the last couple of years. But like that's since they, They've literally gone through 48 quarterbacks yeah, in it's, 20 years. It's insane. Okay, sorry. That was a little side tangent. No, no. I, th- I thought he was the one that went there. But it was a crouch. It, it you were crouch, close. So. I wonder if they're related. Maybe. But maybe the next one is Carson brain. Palmer in 2002. Now, Carson Palmer was actually a good quarterback. He had a solid NFL He had career. an extremely good career yeah. for the Bengals. Um, he played well for the Cardinals when he was there. But the, I would Ra- say the Raiders, I think, kind of overpaid for him. And I, I would say he's in my mind... <laughs> Um, probably at least in recent memory, the guy who kind of started this whole thing of like USC being known for their quarterbacks. Yeah, you know how like there's certain p- people who watch a lot of college football are kind of come to be aware of these things, but there are certain teams who become known for certain positions and having like all star guys at, at that position every year, like wide receiver U or DB Exactly. Yeah, and Bama's always got their running backs. USC always has a solid quarterback. That's just one of the things that people get used to. Which seeing. is interesting because as we go through this list, there might be a lot of bust. I say from USC. True, but they were always good in college. But they were good which is, in college, which is good for right. USC's success. You know. So then our mm-hmm. next, qu- no, I don't, I don't want to say our next quarterback, but our next Heisman winner in 03 was Jason White out of Oklahoma. But he was another quarterback. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. So not I, a, not I a feel good like career. I remember he was undrafted. his name a little bit, but like, how did he go from? It says he was undrafted to being undrafted. That seems I don't crazy. know. And then in 04, another USC quarterback, we have Matt Leiner, who is Matt way Leiner. better behind the desk than he ever was in the NFL. Yeah. Talk about a guy who won the Heisman. Everybody enjoyed watching him play in college. 
He was a great he, college quarterback. He had a fantastic it. college career. He was a part of the golden years at USC. Yep. Go, USC was a dynasty. They were a dynasty there. when he was there. <clears throat> but terrible, terrible in yeah. the NFL. Did not did not pan out. Great, great behind the desk. You know, I love him behind the desk. He's great there. Terrible, terrible, terrible in the yeah. NFL. I, I think – remember how I was talking last podcast about – oh, by the way – Tim Tebow got dropped by the Jaguars. I did see that. <laughs> so I was just about to talk about Tim Tebow. He got – in his recent bid to play tight end for the Jaguars, he got – I mean, if you um, watch the clips of how embarrassing some of those blocks are – Yeah, I, I saw a couple of those. My old, good. fat, broken ass could go out there and lay down better blocks than that. Um, I thought this is what Tim Tebow was going to do, is what Liner is doing now. And he's a part of this really good – college football analysis commentating group yep. that always does what is it i think it's fox right he's, he's on the fox team yeah the fox team and every saturday if you want to tune in and listen to some really good college football analysis that fox team is a really good group yep. and matt leinert's a part of that he's a great analyst for college I mean, football tebow was doing i that, thought and then tebow was like, going to continue baseball to do that. <laughs> yeah. and now Te- tebow he, just so i think he'll go back i think yeah he, he probably will I, I think tebow is just one of those guys who was like i feel like i have more in the tank and i don't want to give this up yet which he's, is fine he's a competitor yeah he, he, it's, it's tebow fine. is the yeah. greatest I will say this, out of anybody I've ever watched play sports that I don't personally know, I will say Tim Tebow is the greatest competitor out there. Why? He's, because he's this guy has beast, zero quit. Yeah. This guy's been told no a thousand times and yeah. still goes out and gives every single thing he has, whether he's good, bad, you know, Jaguar bad, or, yeah. you know, Florida Do you remember good, that? So. Um, I don't remember. It was after a loss they had at Florida – and he came out and gave that epic press conference. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that one? I, where I he's feel like, like I remember. You will it, never see a team play as hard as we're going to play. You will never oh, see yeah, a yeah, player yeah. play as hard as I'm going to play. Like that whole thing. He just when you watch some of his like he was like ready room, to go to war. Yeah, then, like after that, he's like, when okay, you listen we're to some of his like locker room speeches to the team and some of the press conferences he gives, that guy kind of has you ready to run through a wall for him. Like yeah. he's he's a leader. He's a natural leader, a natural competitor. But you know, like we've talked about before, he should have just. I think attempted to play a different position earlier on when he was still in the prime of his athletic career instead of trying to hang on to that quarterback dream for so long. But you know, who who's to say that who am I to say that that was the wrong thing to do cuz he did play as a starting quarterback in the NFL for He did a while. win a playoff game. He did win a, a playoff game. So I mean, he did have some success. I mean, who am I to say that that was the wrong move, you know what I mean? But Well, I mean, we'll get to him here in a second. Yeah. Uh, so that was 04. Technically, 05 does not have a Heisman winner. <laughs> Just so ridiculous. Um, but Reggie Bush. So I, I kind of have some feelings about this. Go ahead, because I do too. Great, great fucking running back. One of the all-time uh, one college One of the players. all-time Just greatest college amazing. players ever. Yeah. I wouldn't call him necessarily a bust in the NFL. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But he wasn't a star player. Right. He definitely, to me, was more of a... You know, we're going, at least now, the NFL is moving more to a two-back rotation. Mm-hmm. He definitely was kind of, in my opinion, a 1B yeah. player. He shouldn't have been like a 1A, you know, a three-down back type player. Mm-hmm. He was more of the, hey, our starting running back needs a little break. Go out there, run run the route, or, you know, try and get us a yard on this play or that. Freak of an athlete. Oh, yeah. It just didn't translate to stardom in the NFL. He had success in the NFL. He bounced around the NFL. But, you know, I just feel like it wasn't a waste, but it wasn't like the breakout player that we thought it could have been. Definitely. Which is kind of a letdown because he was so much fun to watch in college. Oh, my God. And Electric. I mean, 
I think the the best game of them was definitely against Texas. Oh my god, the Vince Young game, that whole the, game, the greatest college football game I've ever watched. It was f- just beyond like fun to watch. And then you get in the NFL and you were kind of like, oh, it's Reggie Bush. And then you watch him and you're like, yeah, it just didn't. Well, like you said, and and this was kind of part of my lead into this conversation. Some of these guys were going to go through here and be like, he was a bust. Like Matt Leinart was a bust. Yep. Reggie Bush was not a bust, but coming from being the Heisman Trophy winner in college and like one of the greatest running backs anyone's ever seen in college football to what he did in the pros was a little bit of a letdown. It was, I think, it was for a, a lot of people. It was a true yeah. underachievement it, yeah. of, of the hype he built himself by just being as good as he was. Right. It's not right. like he was – I don't think he was that flashy of a player. He was just good. He was like, really good. He just good. was talented and yeah. really good. And I will say, for this whole vacated bullshit of the Heisman, it's not like he cheated. He didn't take steroids or yeah. do anything that altered the way the game was played. He what? He took a car and a hundred thousand dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he basically just took what he are they took an endorsement Gifts or endorsements or whatever. You know, it broke the NCAA's precious rules. And if we want to go on a well, – I mean, that's a whole other podcast is how fucking ridiculous the NCAA but, is. But, but, I mean, now they're allowing athletes to make money off their, right. their likeness, right. their name. Yeah. They can go sign endorsements It's funny because they've finally come around and been like – So, at what point will they eventually go back and be like, yeah, we're going to reinstate hey, your Heisman? Yeah, it's silly that we've because taken your Heisman. you taking yeah. a car or a million dollars or $25 million, as long as you didn't cheat in the game or alter any games by, you know – yeah. betting on them or throwing yeah. them. Then you who, were the best college football yeah. player that year. Yeah, Just because you had money in your bank account doesn't take away the fact of how yeah. good you were on the, the field. The f- I've always said this. The fact that when we look up the Wikipedia list of Heisman Trophy winners and it says vacated for that year, everyone who was watching college football knows Reggie Bush is the fucking Heisman winner that and, year. And you like, know, everyone knows. And you know when they, the ESPN <laughs> article came out that he was stripped of it? Whoever edited the Wikipedia page was like, I've been waiting for this day. Yeah, yeah. And I just typed it in and we're super stoked about it. Well, it's just I think anyone who knows college football sees that and it's just like, this is just silly. We all know who the best player in the le- in the country yeah, was, was that year. It was Reggie Bush. It was Reggie Bush. The NCAA going, oh, we're going to officially, quote, unquote, strike this from our record books doesn't mean anything. He won the Heisman right. that there. He was still the Heisman Trophy winner. Whether you put it in the fucking record books or not, he was the Heisman Trophy winner. Right. It's just like the NCAA is just, it's silly. You know, it's, it's just, it's just it's like silly. when a team, and this is going to be a different spectrum, but like I'll use Louisville basketball. They were like, yeah, they took you know, recruits to strip clubs or they brought hookers yeah. in. I'm like, does, does that really like, are they're just trying to bring them in. That doesn't mean all the other schools aren't doing that. Yeah. Like, I was going to say now it tarnishes the yeah. school legacy. And it's Rick so Pitino as a coach was one of my, like Louisville is my basketball school that yeah. I always yeah. cheer for, but it's like, it like tarnished them. And I'm like, does it really though? Like <laughs> the, the player could easily sit there and go, no, I don't want to interact with these people yeah. and choose not to. And but still go to the schools like yeah we can talk about the whole NCAA yeah, the, and that, that could shit be a whole other episode. episode. Um, but yeah, so I was actually looking up the teams that Reggie Bush played for just to remind myself. His longest tenure was with the Saints. Saints, Lions. Um, yeah, Saints, Lions. Well, he went to Dolphins first, then Lions, then brief stint with 49ers and Bills for like a year each. Right. Um, but yeah, do you remember one more quick Reggie Bush note? Do you remember that epic? hit that happened to Reggie Bush when he was with the Saints when he like went out for a little screen pass and caught the ball and just got absolutely demolished before he could turn around and see what was happening he was like 
on the ground just dying and then like trying to get up and he went back down again and like he's just like Dude, crawling he, he around died. the field <laughs> if anyone out there has not seen what i'm talking about look up like reggie bush dies just go to youtube and look up like epic reggie bush nfl hit it'll it'll come up it, he gets absolutely demolished yeah. like he and nowadays though that'd be an illegal hit so. oh yeah that guy would have been put down on the field yeah. <laughs> they would have tranquilized him made a hit so now here's another big bust, in my opinion, at quarterback. Oh, yeah. Troy yeah. Smith from Ohio State. Which is a name that right before we started recording, I saw pop up, and I was like, I forgot he was a person. <laughs> he was Dude, a big deal in college. Ohio, I think that's back when they won their national championship. He was their quarterback. And he was a big like deal. One of their na- yeah. or the earlier national championship, at least when we've been around. And just abysmal. Like, did he even play a game in the NFL? Preseason doesn't count. <laughs> I'd be curious to find this out because I mean, okay, so he I was, totally forgot about this guy. So he played for the Ravens from 07-09 in the 49ers in 2010, and then he went to the Omaha Nighthawks in 2011, the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2012, off-season or practice squad. So that doesn't – I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count. Yeah. And then the uh, Montreal Alouette, Alouettes, I don't fucking know. So some, Canadian some Canadian bullshit. football. Um, let's see. Career statistics. Kind of a Manziel-esque NFL career. So he played... Or professional career, I should say. Oh, so San Francisco, he played in six games, and he started all six. With 1,100 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. Yeah, bust. Yep. Words. He definitely bust. Troy Smith. Troy Smith. Wow. Well, following in, this will be a shorter discussion as we just talked about it, but Tim Tebow winning the Heisman in 07 as a sophomore quarterback for Florida. Fucking beast. And he was also a finalist a couple other times, I think. I, this might overstep, but he might be the greatest college quarterback to ever play the game. I think you could definitely make the argument he had the greatest college football career ever. Yeah. I, I mean – you could easily make that argument. There was not one thing wrong with him. And then, again, coming to the NFL, I thought he could have been a good quarterback. And this is speaking as a Broncos fan. I was excited when they drafted him. I was disappointed when we let him go when we signed Peyton Manning because I thought he would be a perfect person to put behind Peyton Manning. Because if anybody out there is going to be willing to sit on the bench after being a starter and learn from – you know, you can argue again, Peyton Manning could be the greatest quarterback ever. It would have been Tim Tebow. That dude would have leached on to Peyton Manning and learned every single thing. I would have loved to see what happened after that. As soon as Peyton retired, if we still had Tim Tebow as quarterback, I would have been very, very interested to see how he handled that and, like, what became of it. Because the, the guy, I mean, he, he had talent. It just he – he lacked accuracy – the, his football IQ, I think, is through the roof, but he tried too hard sometimes. So give him the, you know, a Peyton Manning to teach him. I think he could have been a good quarterback. So listen to this. College career for Tim Tebow. He played from 06 to 09. <laughs> um, passing as a quarterback. Total in his career, 9,200 yards, 88 touchdowns, and only 16 interceptions. Rushing. 2,900 yards rushing and 57 touchdowns. Yeah. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Awards and honors. He was in 06, his freshman year, he was on the SEC all-freshman team. 
And then by 07, he starts just having like Heisman. All, all the fucking awards. Like Walter Camp Award finalist, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Sporting News Player of the Year, like all this kind of shit. He was, so he, was, he won the Heisman Trophy in 07. He was a finalist in 08 and 09. So the dude won one Heisman Trophy and was a finalist. So like what, in the top three? Two other times. Top, top three his yeah. junior and senior year. Fucking yeah. remarkable, dude. And what, won two back-to-back? And won back-to-back national, national championships. championships. I mean, you could literally argue that's the greatest college football career ever. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, that's what There's I'm saying. There's probably and some other guys that are in the discussion, but that has to be in the discussion. And his skill set just didn't quite translate to NFL level. But again, I my opinion stands is you keep him behind Peyton Manning. I wonder what would have happened. Next is actually a quarterback I thought had a lot of talent, even in the NFL, but the injury bug kind of caught him. Sam Bradford from Oklahoma. Sam Bradford had a really good college career at Oklahoma. Very good college career, and I thought he was a very good quarterback in the NFL. But He He had some good years. He got hit by the injury bug, and then, I mean, he played on a St. Louis Rams team that was bad. Yeah. For the most part. Um, that's why they got him first overall in the 2010 draft. Um, and he just, yeah, he got injured. I mean, he was drafted in 2008, so he, this would be his 13th season in the NFL. That's not – that that's a great career, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for quarterbacks, that's not too long, you know. So another quarterback that I thought, you know – I don't think he's a bust. I think he's one of those yeah. we, we put into that category of – didn't really. He didn't live up to the expectations. Yeah, live up to the potential, but was not a bust. Somewhere, right. somewhere in that gray area. He had a good. I think yeah. he had a decent NFL career, if not for injury. You're right. Yeah. And I think he'd still be playing if not for injury. I think you're probably right. Now we get into the school of running backs. Oh yeah. Mark Ingram, out of Alabama, 2009. I kind of have feelings about Mark Ingram in terms of. I don't know how I feel about Mark Ingram. Again, I'm going to go back to 1A, 1B type running backs, kind of like a Reggie Bush. I don't think Mark Ingram's an every down back. He's still playing. He's 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 a good running back. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's an every down running back. He, he's a hard nose. I'm going to get you that one to three yards, you know, work hard, goal line running back that just – Never really. I mean, he had a lot of running back competition wherever he went in the NFL, too. So so he has been in the NFL. Like you said, he's still playing. He's been in the NFL for like nine years. It looks like he has 7,300 yards rushing and 62 touchdowns. Right. So, I mean, that's almost – if it, he's entering his 10th year, you know, he's almost averaging, you know, what, nine, 850, 900 yards a year, give or take. I know he's been injured a couple of times. And he scores a lot. He gets in the end zone a mm-hmm. lot of the time. So, but he's just not an every, every down. He's not like an Alvin Kamara who's going right. to catch the balls out of the backfield. If whatever team he's playing on is going to run. Speaking of Alvin Kamara, when the Saints wanted to throw the football to a running back, Alvin Kamara was in the game, not Mark mm-hmm. Ingram. But if they wanted to run the ball, Mark Ingram was in the game. I think for Ingram, I'm – I'm not willing to put him in the bust category. He's he's not a bust. No, either. not not a bust at all. Because he's still playing. Right. And he's had a good NFL career, yeah. for, especially for a running back. Yeah. But he's he's not that again not a superstar, in in my opinion, in the NFL. Agreed. I'm kind of like Agreed. categorizing in my head as like superstar, 
good player. It did okay. Didn't live up to expectations. Yeah. And then bust. Bust. Which we have had several of those on here. Right. <laughs> um, 2010, Cam Newton. <laughs> um, this is a guy I who... I heavy feelings about him as I was well. going to say, let, let's get into the Cam Newton discussion. Because Cam Newton, I think, is another guy who you could put with having one of the best all-time college football careers. Kind of out of nowhere, too. Yeah, kind of had a pretty remarkable college football career. Um, I have been, I think I mentioned this on our last podcast, and I've mentioned this on, on uh, you know, football-centric podcasts that we've done before, but I've been a fan of Cam Newton's ever since he was playing in Auburn. I just have. He, he, the guy's really fun to watch, has been for a really long time. Um, if you get all the way, if you fast-forward through his college and most of his NFL c- career and get to, like, present day, he's a much different player now than he was, say, five, six years ago on the Panthers. Yep. And I, like I said last time, I was really shocked at how poorly he performed last year. I really thought that experiment in New England was going to go a lot better. We'll see how it goes this year. He seems to be... I think Mac Jones is going to bump him out. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I really hope there's still like a Cam Newton redemption season in New England, but we'll we'll see what goes on there. Um, but his college football career was amazing. I mean, he won a Heisman was, Trophy, won a national championship. He was electric. And we're talking about a guy who's an MVP winner in the NFL, so you cannot put him in the bus category. He's had a pretty successful... Right. Like oh, a yeah. very successful NFL career. Now, my feelings come from I'm not a big Cam Newton fan and part of it starts with this and I know there's probably going to be some haters with this comment out there but there's also probably going to be a lot of people that agree with this he's complaining about how he doesn't get the kind of protection that like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning got right in terms of from the referees from hits but at the same time Cam Newton's a running quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. The dude can run the ball, and he could run it well. And he, he wasn't afraid to lower his shoulder and, you know, be a be a you know get that extra yard as a quarterback. Most quarterbacks slide or fall down or run out of bounds. So I lost respect for him when he was complaining about how people were hitting him. If I'm a defensive player and I see Cam Newton running to the out of bounds, I'm hitting him as hard as I can. Why? As long as he's inbounds and I can hit him, that's a free hit on the quarterback. You're a football player. Man up. Either get out of bounds, give, your, give yourself up and slide, or brace for impact. I don't get why he was complaining about this protection from the referees. It's like, dude, you're, you're mobile. Tom Brady's not going to be a mobile quarterback. Yeah, he seemed to... You also haven't necessarily earned the respect of He seemed the NFL, to never like grasp the fact that when he ran like he did he should be getting out of bounds or sliding more right and he would give up early and people would be like yeah. he's still in bounds i can hit him yeah he would and he would like be running and be kind of like slowing down or pulling up but not sliding or getting out of bounds and then get hit hard and consequently he got injured a lot and that right. has really affected his longevity in the in in the NFL. The last two or three seasons he's been very injury plagued. Yeah. Well, and to my next talking point, I was very happy about this, but in Super Bowl 50, Vaughn knocks the ball out from behind him. This is I think third or fourth quarter. Still a very close game because that game the whole time was close. Mm-hmm. The ball's on the ground and you can go watch this because everybody in the sports world shit on him for it. He acts like he's going to dive on the ball and then pulls up, waits for everyone else to fall on it, and then kind of falls down. I think I do remember seeing that, and, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, 
This is the biggest game of your life. You need the football to win the game. Now, in the famous words of John Madden, if the other team scores more points than you, you lose the game. (laughs) You were losing the game at that point in time, and he just refused to go for the ball. Dude, fall on the ball. And people are like, well, he didn't want to get hurt. And I go, it's the fucking Super Bowl. If you don't want to get hurt, just, just retire. Sit behind the desk. Go coach. I lost all my respect for him after he died because I'm like, if, if you were my quarterback and you walked off the field and, you know, say you're an old lineman or somebody and you're working your ass off and something like that, you know, happens and you're as an old lineman, you dive on the ball, you're fighting in those piles and you see your quarterback who he, he should have gotten the ball. He probably would have had the ball not fall on it out of. I would have wanted to just headbutt the shit out of him when we got to the sideline. But, like, this is the biggest game of all of our lives, and you pull some little bitch shit like that. I'm not saying it cost him the Super Bowl, but the Broncos scored our touchdown off of that turnover. So It didn't, it didn't look it, great. It, it I didn't remember, help him. I remember seeing that. Um, so that's where I lost my respect for him. I think he's a good player, great college player, but I lost respect for for him with that play and him complaining about people hitting him. It's football, dude. You're going to get hit. I think he definitely has to be put into the category of superstars in the NFL. Heisman Trophy winners who who then became superstars. I mean, the guy won an MVP and went to a Super Bowl. That's about as good as you can ask for for a guy who won the Heisman Trophy. So real quick, listen to this. So out of his career, again, he's going into his 10th. This will be his 10th season this upcoming year um, in New England. Passing... He has a total of 31,600 passing yards and 190 touchdowns, 118 interceptions. So pretty high interception number. Definitely turnover prone. Obviously, you know, great with his legs, you know, dual dual threat quarterback. In his career, he has 5,300 rushing yards and another 70 touchdowns on top of his 190 passing touchdowns. So. Um, guys had a really good career so far. Again, last, I would say, two or three years, really, very plagued with injuries. And I think it really is a direct result of his running and his seemingly – He doesn't understand, take care of your body, yeah, give it up. Not willing to get out of bounds. Because you, you take – obviously, everyone knows a guy like Tom Brady is not known for his running ability. Right, and Tom gonna, Brady's not a, not a dual-threat quarterback. But Cam Newton could take a page from his book – and learn how to avo- totally avoid being hit yep. all the time. Yep. You look at guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, again, they're not dual threat quarterbacks. They're not. But they knew when they ran the ball when to get exactly. down and get they out of the way. They knew when they scrambled out of the pocket or got flushed out of the pocket, they had their head on a swivel and they were like, I got to get down right now. And they would yep. just get down and they wouldn't take I mean, any of those I mean, big hits. Cam Newton has never really seemed to learn that trick. I don't no. know why. I don't know why that is. Well, he likes to complain about getting hit. Because so. you would That's think like. And, and I mean, you it's, think it's, any smart person? It's fine. Would, I would, I would respect watching a quarterback do that kind of stuff if they were running out there and like lowering their shoulder. Obviously, like Tim Tebow, their their owners and their coaches are are going to be like having aneurysms watching right. that because they have too much invested in a guy right. to to be doing that. But I would I would be super respectful of a guy who's doing that. You just have to know if you're going to play the game that way. It's going to really affect your longevity, and you're going to be really plagued with injuries. You're, you're leaving yourself up. If you're going to play like a running back, running backs have the shortest, on average, right. NFL career out of any position. Well, you also so, have to understand it's football. You're going to get hit. Like, yeah. like you said, you know, there's highlights out there of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. 
who it doesn't look like anyone's within five yards, but they realize that the defender's gaining on them a lot quicker than they're going to go down, and then they'll just yeah. fall down and collapse because they don't run the risk of a late hit right. from the defender because yeah. they're like, listen, I'm just going to get down, take my two, three yards, right. and Go back to the huddle without yeah. being touched. Even if it's taking a sack and taking a loss, they're like, I'd rather right. do they that. They feel the pressure and we'll just right. collapse in the pocket. I'd rather do that and try and get on third down than risk getting absolutely leveled and being out of the game and ha- possibly having a career-altering injury. You know right. what I mean? Next is another dual-threat quarterback that I had high, high hopes for. This one's this one's an interesting case study right here. RG3. Robert Griffin III now, out of Baylor. I'm going to put him on the IR list because the dude just never was healthy enough to play in the NFL. Yeah, I think it is a little unfair to judge his career because he he did not get to play it's like Greg enough the, games. The yeah. dude just had so much potential, but was just his body wouldn't do it for him. So I loved RG3 in college at Baylor. That dude was fun to watch. Oh, that was an exciting team to watch. Exciting Baylor team. He got drafted <clears> second <throat> overall, and I was just like, this is going to be – he's going to be fun. Injury plague. That was it. Just straight injuries, nothing else. Sad to see. I think he's still in the league as a backup for, I think, the Browns? Well, now? I was going to say, according to Wikipedia, as of 2020, he was with the Baltimore Ravens. So I don't okay, know if he's so still, still with there the or if he's okay. moved, but – I'm yeah, he's sure, still yeah. in the league. I mean, you got to give yeah, him that. Yeah, he's a backup. I just I think he's, he had too too much too many injuries which made him and I will say with him, he was drafted second, but I think in the same year the Redskins also drafted Kirk Cousins. Mm. So, they drafted two quarterbacks and then RG3 gets hurt, Kirk Cousins comes in and I think Kirk's a good Kirk Cousins he, has had a, a pretty successful career, yeah. So, RG3 came back from injury, but they're like we why we got a decent quarterback. So, right. he kind of got screwed, but I think I'm going to put him on my IR list just because yeah. injuries really derailed his career. And it's a little bit of like a NA if you're trying to, to determine right. the worth of his career. Because like you said, he, he's like a he's, Greg Oden. He's still he's in the league. Too, but it's too injury prone. Not like he, he had time to blossom, really. He was right. just hurt. So, But a hell of a college career. I mean, you can take yeah. – again, it's, it's, it's kind of nice sometimes to separate the two and go – yeah, this you know this guy didn't really pan out in the pros, but you can go back and watch college highlights like and be like, man, really, this guy was a fucking beast. He also seems like a really good dude. Yeah, he does. Like, he seems like he a seems super like nice one of those, guy. Like really yeah. nice guys you want to go like a Tim Tebow type guy. He'll just talk. to He you seems and, very genuine. He seems yep. like a genuine person. Yeah. <clears throat> now this one. This is this is an interesting one. Maybe the most interesting one in this whole list. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Mr. Football, Football in 2012, Texas A&M, as a freshman. Won a Heisman as a freshman. I didn't realize he was a freshman. Holy shit. Absolutely despise the guy. One, I hate Texas A&M. <laughs> Two, this guy had, He's a really annoying personality. Well, one, he had, and always all, was. He had all the talent you needed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he, his ego was like... Yeah. As big as it can possibly it was, get. It was past Pluto on its way to another galaxy because yeah. he thought he was, he was the world. And... Man, he let his ego get in the way, and then it just seemed like he didn't care. And and him not caring made him seem like he was a real shit football player. Yeah. I think um, Manziel is the most interesting one on this list because, you know, going from winning a Heisman Trophy as a freshman, he beat an insanely good Bama team that year. Or was it that year or was it, like, the next year? I don't know when he beat it, that It was Bama one of team, the, but. the years he came in and – I mean, yeah. he had like an 812-yard scramble. And this insane, insane game against Bama beats an insanely good Bama team. Has this really remarkable college career and, and literally could not – I mean, maybe the most talked-about athlete outside of like 
you know, because anyone who watches Sports Center or any of the sports talk shows, there'll be some athletes where Sports Center will just latch on. Like the sports media will just latch on to this one person. That's all you fucking hear about. Manzel, I think Manzel, Tebow, and Jeremy Lin were like three of the names that I can think of that yeah. were like Lin's everywhere. That's all anyone talked about for so long. And Manzel, you know, obviously Jeremy Lin was more of like a very brief thing and then he kind of faded out. Tebow and Manziel, man, oh my God, they were like the sports well, media he, fucking loves those. Still guys. making headlines. Be, <clears throat> still making headlines. He just came back and was playing in the Canadian Football League, but then sucked up there, yep. trying to make was his not football comeback, and then I think he appeared in like the AFL or whatever. Yeah. Sucked there, and everyone's I think like, "I think you're just bad." I like, think it's very important to mention, and anyone who watches football already knows this. But it's important to mention in the discussion of Johnny Menzel his substance abuse issues. Yes. Because I think, you know, whereas you got a guy who just the year before, Robert Griffin III, no issues with that, but injuries right. was what did him in, right? Menzel, no, no, no injury issues, but severe off-the-field off substance abuse yep. issues, like kind of an alcoholic, drug addict, just party guy. And it ended up – I mean, it's it's very easy to draw a direct comparison between oh, yeah. his off-the-field behavior to his on-the-field performances. Yep. I mean, oh, it yeah. just is. That's, yeah, that's with anybody. You it single-handedly derailed his career. Now, there are some pro players that can somehow figure out ways to do that, and then there's others, and 99.99% of them aren't going to succeed. Yeah. Because if you – you know – Put yourself a step behind somebody, especially at the fastest, highest level of a, a sport. You're, you're just going to go out there and make a fool of yourself. So Yeah. And it's, I think it's a real shame because I think Manziel had the talent. And think if a guy like Johnny Manziel had the mentality of a Tim Tebow. He could have been very successful, He could have I been think. very, very successful. But he didn't have the work ethic or the drive or the ambition or the competitiveness that Tim Tebow has. And he just pissed it away. And not to mention he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns where there players is that. go to die. So. <laughs> there, there is that. So that doesn't do anyone any favors having to go play in Cleveland who's had 48 quarterbacks in the last 20 years. But, um, yeah, I think the, the Manziel discussion is is fascinating. I think that's a guy who's like there's going to be 30 for 30s and documentaries made about him for yeah. a long time. He's, he's a fascinating, so. fascinating Wait, person. When we get big in this podcast – Gets global. We'll have him on for uh, yeah. Well, we're, I guess we're already are global. So shout out to you, international listeners. Oh, I'm sure that guy's got some fucking stories. He was telling some story on a podcast the other day that I, I saw just a brief clip of on like some. I don't know speaking if it was on of, Instagram or what, but I was like, oh my god. Speaking of stories, Wolf of Wall Street. I gotta get you a clip of. Uh, I think you showed uh, me. I think you showed okay, me. The, yeah. It's the actual Jordan Belfort guy telling yeah, a story. Yeah, yeah. It's about a bachelor party yeah, at the yeah, Mirage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For that, those adults guy, out there, go watch that. That guy's a fucking – he's, he's interesting. Um, next up, we got 2013 Jameis Winston out of Florida State. Another who, freshman. That's back-to-back -back freshman. Yeah, another guy who won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman. Man, I was a big Jameis Winston guy. I still am a Jameis Winston fan. He's just so turnover-prone in the NFL. It has really he, been a hindrance on his NFL career. But that guy – was a beast at Florida State, and he just seems like a very goofy, fun personality, dude. His, I, his, I think he could that W like that yeah, W yeah. that whole. Oh my I, god! I that's think hilarious. he could maybe use a little more maturity. seriousness, yeah, and maturity, and professionalism. But 
you know, who am I to say he should change so, who he is? But I, I think on the field he could maybe button some of that up just a little yeah. bit. That would be like one of my main things he, to him. Cause, talk about someone with skill set that uh, just, just tremendous. Try, they, they try yeah. a little bit too much, which puts themselves in some bad spots. Yeah. But I'm going to take it a step further real quick, and I'm going to compare this because me, you, and Brandon had this discussion when this was going down in college. Winston won it in 2013, and in 2014, Marcus Mariota won it. Right. That's very interesting that he's so, coming up next on the list because I think Marcus Mariota ahead. was I'll drafted second behind Winston. Mm-hmm. Now, we had this discussion, and you both picked Winston to be a better quarterback in the NFL than Mariota, and I picked Mariota. Yeah. I think at the time, I thought body type-wise, he was going to have more longevity than a Mariota was. Go ahead. So, well, all I was going to say is – Mariota and Winston, in my opinion, have had both successful NFL careers. Winston, I think, statistically, is a better quarterback than Mariota. But at the same time, I think Mariota's played in more important games than Winston has. Mm-hmm. And It's funny. They ended up being kind of – they had almost equally successful NFL careers. Yeah, they're, they're pretty e- – I thought they were pretty equal in college. I thought maybe Winston played on a better – overall team than Mariota did which you know that always helps but as far as the comparison to them I don't see a clear-cut winner between them and I don't think they're busts in any way I think they are viable starting quarterback options in the NFL and have had long careers so far long careers I don't think you know Winston had good weapons with the Buccaneers but their defense sucked he would throw for 600 yards, but like you said, he'd turnover prone. He would have five touchdowns, five interceptions, three fumbles, being sacked six times. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be successful with stuff like that. Mariota didn't really have much weapons with Tennessee when he was there. Still was finding ways to be successful. I think he's one of the only quarterbacks that I've ever seen that threw a touchdown pass to himself. Mariota? Yeah, and I had him on my fantasy team when he did that. So I got a passing touchdown, a reception, and a receiving touchdown, and the three yards it was. That must have been nice. You somehow, by the way, quick side note, you somehow always seem to pull out some random magical, like, you know, between the rules quarterback points in fantasy football. Well, like this past year, you somehow managed to squeeze in three quarterbacks into your lineup. That fucking pissed oh, me off. Oh, yeah, with uh, Taysom Hill because yeah. he was a tight end. Like, he, these he are, these are technicalities. Tight these end. are technicalities, Matthew. Hey, I didn't. I don't make the the listings as far as what their position was, and I just abused the rules. But um, but, but yeah, between Winston and Mariota, both great college quarterbacks, both on great college teams. I don't see a clear cut difference between either of them. Um, and I think they're both. I think Winston might have a successful career with the Saints now. Right. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll we'll, um, we'll see. Let's just let me touch on this real quick because just to provide some statistical context around this discussion because Matt and I have looked this up before because it's it's really not just our observations saying that they've had you know equally successful NFL careers they really have statistics wise had very similar careers so Jameis Winston and and I'm going to touch on his turnovers here in a second because his turnovers are no, what I think has we really talked about this and we pro- laughed really yeah provided hard. a hindrance on his NFL career but so far in the NFL so he, he was uh his first year was tw- 2015 um, he has a total of 19,800 passing yards, 121 touchdowns, 88 interceptions, and 23 fumbles. That's bad <laughs> for the fucking. Although it's better for the fucking than, turnovers. Who, who's the other quarterback that we said was pretty good? Uh, Cam Newton. He has less interceptions than Cam Newton, and I think almost more touchdowns. True. Cam Newton has played a little bit longer too, though. Um, 
So, okay, so 19,800 passing yards, 121 touchdowns, 88 interceptions, right, for Winston? So remember that in your head because I won't remember it three seconds from now. One touchdown. Um, Let's see. Mariota, professional statistics. So same – same thing. He started in 2015. So this is this is the cool thing about them is they've had an equal length of NFL yep. career. Passing yards total for his career, Mariota, 13,400, so significantly less than uh, Jameis Winston. 77 touchdowns, 45 interceptions, and they don't have his fumbles on here right now. But he, they also, both of them, pretty decent with their legs. Yeah, um, and Mar- I will say Mariota's missed a lot more games than Winston has. That is true. In, in that is true. So he's he's you, been a little bit more injury prone. If you kind of look at their games, it, it narrows the gap. I think Winston has a little bit of an edge statistic-wise. I was going to say, so, like, so Mariota, 64 games played compared to Jameis Winston had, stand by, 76 oh, games played. So 12 more. Yeah. That, that doesn't necessarily equate to a – Six thousand yard difference, right? Yeah, the passing but, yards is is. But pretty, uh, if you look at that too, what is the game different. started for Winston compared? Uh, so he started seventy of his seventy six games. Okay, that's Winston. Mariota. Let me scroll down here. He has started sixty one of his sixty four games. Okay, so pretty yeah. even on the, on yeah. the starts then. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I, think I like both of them. To go back to I, what you were saying at the beginning of this, if you would have. So what in 2014 or 2013 placed a bet saying 2014 like the end of the year yeah saying I think Winston is going to have a better NFL career or I think Mariota is going to have a better NFL career fast forward seven years later or whatever you wouldn't have been wrong with either pick really. right they have both had basically equal amount of success in the NFL and I think they're both equally still which is kind of interesting because that was you know. Anyone who was paying attention to college football back in the day when these guys were getting drafted, that was the discussion. It was yeah. like those two: who's going to be goes number one? Yeah, who's who who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the long term guy? That was, and everyone had all of their opinions on it. And it's kind of funny that fast forward six, seven years later, and it's like there's really not a conclusive winner. No, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Now this might be one of my favorite Heisman winners of all time. The year is 2015. We go to running back university <laughs> for the smallest running back in college football history as well as the NFL, yeah. Mr. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Let me tell you about a running back from Alabama. This fucking guy. That finally succeeded to become a superstar. This is probably the first one, maybe besides Cam Newton, that I put in the superstar category of – absolute beasts in the NFL. You couldn't stop him in college. You still can't stop him in the NFL. This guy is just a specimen, bro. I mean, I love Derrick Henry. I love he, he's a what he does on the field. He's and just he's energetic and fun. At, as of the recording of this podcast, like as of this moment in time, he's like in the prime of his NFL career, too. Yeah. As and of last year, he was the AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year. And he's ran the ball like 29 thousand yards each year yeah so in his uh in his career so far so since 2016 he has 5,860 rushing yards and 55 touchdowns that's pretty impressive so far. that's like 11 touchdowns a year which is yeah 
It was good. That's good. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to lie. And though, his, his high was this past year. So 2019, like, 16 touchdowns. 2020, 17 I was, touchdowns. I was going to say the beginning of his career was a little slow. But since then, he's really picked up. Because I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of his career, I thought, oh, here we go. Eddie Lacy, 2.0. Big, really talented college running back. Comes to the NFL and just not very good. No, this dude is the complete opposite of Eddie Lacy. This guy comes ready to fucking play every game and is just fucking fun to watch. So, Not to mention he's like 6'2", like 290, and the dude just... I, I mean, think he's like 6'4", actually. He's a fucking yeah, giant. So dude. you hand him the ball and you go, okay, tackle me. And everyone's like... The end zone's about 90 yards that way. I'll just chase you. And he's like... He has had right, some go. of the... Another thing, if I'm going to point anyone to YouTube to watch some highlights, watch some Derrick Henry highlights watch on YouTube. Watch his 99 he yard touchdown run like from, I think it was last year. Yeah, year talk before. about just running people over and refusing to go down and going on these incredibly long runs for touchdowns. That dude is an absolute monster. Total workhorse for an NFL fantasy or a fantasy football league uh, running back, if anyone else is. But then out there he has those plays where backs, but. he'll get the ball in the backfield and then he just gets hit immediately. And it's mm-hmm. like, damn. Now he so, lost four yards from his 200 this game. What you were saying where his career started off a little slow. So, you know, I'm looking at the Wikipedia breakdown here. In 2016 and 2017, his first two years in the league, he only started two games out of the 15 or 16 games that he played, right? So you got, like, he goes 490 yards in 2016 with five touchdowns. 2017, 744 yards, five touchdowns. By 2018, he's starting 12 games, rushes for 1,059 yards, 12 touchdowns. 2019... Starts all 15 games, 1,540 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns. And then this last year started 16 games, 2,027 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns. Dude should have been the MVP. Guy's getting better and better. Dude should have been the MVP. I think he's in a really, really good system there in Tennessee, too. Tennessee's been fucking I like pretty Tennessee. scrappy the last couple of years, man. And They've I think solid. the addition of Tannehill makes them a better, yeah. better football. And they got Julio Jones. Dude, Tennessee could be a dark horse. Maybe I should have made them my dark horse pick instead of the Bills. And they've, they've been really good the last couple of years, NFL too. episode 2.0. <laughs> hey, we can, we can always do another one. No. All right. Leading into 2016. So, Derrick Henry, I would, I would definitely put superstar. as, like, you know, former Heisman Trophy winner who's now a superstar. Yep. And he's only been in the league for five years. Right. I think another guy who, as of right now, is definitely considered an NFL superstar, Lamar Jackson. He's our 2016 Heisman winner out of Louisville. Had a pretty fucking successful he's, he's college been, football career and has a has had a pretty remarkably successful he's, NFL yeah. career so he's, far. He's definitely you know it's hard to say like a superstar because he's been in the NFL for what four years. It's yeah, it's very but, early, very small sample size so but far. At so. the same time, what he's done so far, you're like, he, he is a face of the NFL right now in terms yeah. of yeah his his talent. You know, his, he's a two-dimensional – I mean, he's probably the greatest two-dimensional quarterback of all time. So fast. At least to hit the NFL. I mean, So fast. The dude's just – he's sneaky fast. And, he, you know, he's got good accuracy, got good arm strength. He just runs too much, I think. And, and the, the thing with him to make him a true superstar is going to be can he stay healthy because he doesn't take the Cam Newton route on taking unnecessary hits. Mm-hmm. Don't get the extra five yards if you can't. You know, do it without being. I guess if you can do it without being hit, get them. But if you can't, take the slide. You know, take what you can get without being hurt. Because <clears throat> you know, a leg injury or something to him that could derail his whole career. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm very very excited to see him blossom through his NFL career because so far, like I said, 
small sample size so far, but what we've seen has been really impressive. So I check think, this out. I think he becomes a pocket passer with his leg skill. You know, he's going to be unstoppable. He's very dangerous when he gets out of the pocket because you're like, is he going to run? So you, as a defensive player, you got to kind of approach. He might run, but at the yeah. same time, you got to be like, I got to guard, you know, my man and make sure he doesn't throw the ball. So if he becomes a pocket passer and he forces defenses to play the pass more and then can find ways out. Yeah. Even crazier. This guy is insanely talented. Um, so check this out. This is just some notable things that I'm looking at on the uh, Wikipedia right now for, for Lamar Jackson. So I think he already, again, small sample size, but already I think has firmly cemented himself as a former Heisman guy who is a bona fide superstar in the NFL. He's a, a quarterback everyone talks about in a yeah. good way. Like. And already an MVP winner. Yep. So another guy like Cam Newton who's won an MVP – I think the only thing holding Lamar Jackson back so far in his NFL career is his postseason success so far, or lack of success, right. I guess I should say. His 2019 year is pretty remarkable. Listen to this. He had 3,127 passing yards, 36 touchdowns to only six interceptions, and ran for an NFL record 1,206 yards and seven touchdowns I th- that year. I think that year, and what year was that, 2019? 2019. I think that is a remarkably good season. Right. I think that year in the NFL, he was like fourth on the rushing stats. He might have been, yeah. It says it's an NFL record. The uh, rushing attempts and rushing yards is an NFL all-time NFL record for um, quarterback. So he was – let's see if it will show it. You said how many yards? 1,000? 1, 1,206. He was sixth on the, the list. <laughs> That's crazy. Behind Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and Chris Carson. He was sixth. That is crazy. So, so far in his career, he, and again, three, three years, so very small sample size, 7,085 passing yards, 68 touchdowns to only 18 interceptions. He's got 2,900 rushing yards and another 19 touchdowns. The dude is a fucking he's, he's a weapon. And he, he's a weapon. You've got you to gotta put your game plan as a defense around him. Yeah. You don't really got to worry about his receivers. That's one thing I will say. He doesn't necessarily – I mean, they might have some better receivers now, but – He's never really had a super strong receiving core to where it's like the dude's got weapons. Because, you know, you put weapons around him, you really force defenses to go with them, and then it just opens the field up even that much more. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see how his I hope he stays healthy. I'm a big Lamar Jackson he's, fan. He's fun to watch, and it just becomes one of those stay healthy so we can watch you continue to grow and play at a high level for yep. at least another five to ten years. Yeah. Before you slow it down a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping he has a very long, successful career. And I'm hoping that guy wins a Super Bowl at some point, too. Maybe. <laughs> we got to hope for the Broncos to win every Super Bowl from here until eternity. Right. Um, Which could happen. Okay, so following up Lamar Jackson, who, you know, obviously everything we just said, tremendous player. 2017's Heisman Trophy winner is a Baker Cleveland Mayfield. Browns quarterback. <laughs> Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. Um where to start the Baker Mayfield discussion? He, I'm going to start with he's not a superstar yet. No, no. And I don't think he's he really there. Is, I think he's solid so far. He's a Jameis Winston 2.0 in my opinion. You think so? The dude's got a lot of skills, and there's like games where he flashes 350 to 400 yards yeah. and five touchdowns, no interceptions. And then there's games where he flashes like one of 14 with three interceptions and like yeah. seven yards. And I'm yeah. like, dude, what ha- – like with – Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, you know, and Joku, they had uh, – what was their other tight end that they have now that's, like, super good? Like, he had so many good weapons. They have Nick Chubb. They've got yeah. – uh, 
Who's their other running back? They have like two really good running I, backs. I know. That, I'm blanking Hunt, on all the names. Kareem now. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have all these good weapons. Your defense is stacked. Like like we talked about last week, on paper, this team could arguably be the best team in the NFL. Just sucks. Like you have all yeah. the stuff to succeed. Why don't you? And I think he's kind of a mix of Jameis Winston and Johnny Manziel. He's got the attitude of a Johnny Manziel, but on a lot calmer level. Yeah. He definitely takes this serious, but he's got issues like Jameis Winston did. So I, I like, think that's a very apt description. I, I think, like you said, he, he's got a big head, very cocky, but also more professional and more business-oriented Like when it comes down to it, like let's get down to business type, than Manziel was. But turnover issues like Jameis Winston um it, I don't know man the jury is really still out on Baker Mayfield I I, I, I mean think- we are getting into where like it's what he's been there for three years he was the Heisman winner in 2017 so yeah I mean now we're going to get into people where it's going to be more future projections in terms of I don't see him being a superstar I don't see him winning a Super Bowl with the Browns yeah that's just me being like well the Browns will just never be good again I mean, they, they were good, but it's they'll never be Super Bowl good again. I, I really can't tell. Like I said, the jury is still out on him because I can't tell, and I don't have a good gut feeling on how his career is going to end up. I want to say he has all of the tools available to have a successful career, but there's part of me that is like, you know, I think we've seen this before, and it was Johnny Manziel a few years ago. I think if he can... And I'm not saying this in a bad way because, again, he's way different than Johnny Manziel in terms of where his mental game is. Right. But if he can kind of calm his ego down a little bit and be like, okay, I haven't done anything to, to show that I am a superstar yet. Right. And go, I need to do this not only for myself but my team. It is very interesting. He's a guy who acts like a he guy. Like he has 10 Super Bowl rings. Right. He acts like a guy like Patrick Mahomes you think would act because Mahomes has all of the talent in the world. But he doesn't He's have that so kind of talent. Humble. It's it's very it's very strange. You know what I mean? Like Baker Mayfield acts like he is the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but he's not. <laughs> you know, you what? know what I mean? Like there are several guys that I would pick oh, yeah. before I would pick Baker Mayfield. You know what? Not to say he's bad. Speaking of that, we need to do biggest draft slides. Okay. So like we'll we'll we could do the last twenty years and just be like you know, this player should have never been drafted behind these players. Mm. Because, like, one example is Josh Rosen was, like, the 10th overall oh, pick. Yeah. He's a, he's a total, free agent right now. Total he was just out, cut yeah. by the yeah. 40. I think it was the 49ers. I think you're right. He was just cut, and no one's picked him up. He cleared yeah. waivers. And I'm like. And that guy was, a, like, superstar. He was big name. He was huge in yeah. college for uh, California. Yeah. But, like, Aaron Rodgers, so many teams pass on him. Patrick Mahomes, so many teams pass yeah. on him. Deshaun Watson. Like, we need to do an episode like that eventually be because yeah. it would be really interesting to see, like, Baker Mayfield beat out, you know, and this is not true, but Baker Mayfield beats out Patrick Mahomes for Heisman. Although it might have been true. Interesting. Is that what happened that year? I don't know. We're going to find out. Baker Mayfield, yeah. He's a... Baker. I don't know. Baker I I have lots of thoughts on him, but uh, lots of, like, mixed emotions. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to be a fan of his or if I don't, if I want to hate him. You know what I mean? Like, Johnny Manziel was a clear cut. Like, I don't like this guy. Like, I just don't fucking like him. But Baker Mayfield is like, I want to like him, but his attitude pisses me off. He's a guy that, like, if I would have played against him in my, you know, young sports life in Little League or whatever, I would have been like, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. You know? He's good, but I fucking don't like that guy for whatever reason, you know? Okay, so no, Mahomes was drafted the year before. Okay. But 
to touch on that, Mitchell Trubisky was drafted second overall that year. Uh, and, yeah, Mahomes was drafted 10th. So. And Deshaun Watson was drafted 12th. Wow. Imagine. Imagine being the Bears going, yeah, we're going to trade everything Fucking we have for Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. What an interesting, interesting guy. But what, what is it with the Bears ending up with quarterbacks who seem like they don't give a shit about playing football? Well, does the it, Jay, doesn't Trubisky Cutler have that trade. same? Well, but he's like, not with them anymore. He's with the Bills. Now. I know, I know. But like when he was there, he kind of had that same like Jay Cutler vibe of like, yeah, I kind of. I'm making money. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really care if we win or lose. I just don't think he was as talented as they thought he was. I yeah, think they I over, they sold their franchise for yeah. nothing. Yeah. But speaking of nothing, the Cardinals kind of went from nothing to then drafting Kyler Murray and being thrusted right back into, hey, you're a good team now. Yeah. So that's our next guy is uh, 2018 Kyler Murray um, won the Heisman as a junior from Oklahoma. So back-to-back Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks from the University of Oklahoma. Um, Isn't that crazy, though, that – well, he didn't necessarily back – but both of those guys transferred from other schools. Yeah. I wonder, did Sam Bradford back in the day transfer from another school I don't to think Oklahoma? So. I think Bradford was, guy was a the whole straight OU okay. guy. Yeah, so another that's another example of like they're not quite USC, but they're Oklahoma's got a very strong mm-hmm. pedigree of like Dude, the, quarterbacks I mean, that have been really good. Back in like the the Big Twelve days, that Oklahoma, Texas, you know, yeah. even Colorado, Nebraska, those four teams were like really the good powerhouses. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there was like Notre Dame's and Miami and USC's, but. Like I remember UT and Oklahoma being top five, top three teams oh, yeah. every year. Oh, yeah. You know, Adrian Peterson on Oklahoma. Like, yeah, whew, it was kind of like that teams. early to mid two thousands range where oh, yeah. all those teams were just like dominating. Yeah, that was, that was a fun. That was an exciting time to watch college football. And their Oklahoma teams were good, but they weren't SEC good enough to right. to go in and throw in the, yeah. the college football wins. But Kyler Murray again. Future projections. I'm going to put him with Lamar Jackson if he can stay healthy, which. He's kind of been injured a little bit, but not terrible. I think he's going to blossom. I, I'm not going to – okay, I'm going to make a bold prediction. He will have a more successful career than Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, overall. I'm not, I'm not willing to agree I, with you I on will that say one. Kyler Murray will be a better quarterback okay, than Lamar Jackson. So let's do this right now. Since we were talking about, what was it, seven years Winston ago, the discussion Mariota, was Marcus yeah. Mariota, James Winston – Let's make the discussion now, Kyler Murray versus Lamar Jackson. I'm pu- I'm putting my money on Lamar Jackson. And I will put mine on Kyler Murray. All right. We'll, we'll we will come we will circle back to this in 7 years. Yes, we will. <laughs> and see and see what it looks like. How ironic back, back in 2001, <laughs> now when we discussed this, you're like dude, you're like still like 32. Yeah, like so, why, why do you sound so old? My <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how ironic is it going to be if it ends up being the exact same situation where they have like an equally successful career? <laughs> like, and if we look at the stats, and, like they're the same. If we're they're a big podcast per- by the then, player. and they like come back and listen to us, they're going to be like, every quarterback out there is going to be like, please do not discuss us on yeah, the next yeah. episode. Don't do be a like, comparison on today's episode, <laughs> and then you know we'll just be taken removed off all platforms because they paid <laughs> millions to have us removed. Um, quick little sidebar: uh, Kyler Murray is a is a Lamar Jackson level athlete. Um, this is one of the teams that Sam has ended up on in the past couple of years in this kind of whirlwind of an NFL experience he's having. But I, when he was at Arizona, um, when Kyler Murray first got there, I, we were asking Sam about Kyler Murray, and he's like, he's a freak athlete. Freak Dude, athlete. I've heard he's a freak <laughs> athlete, but then I've also heard he'll stay up to like 5 a.m. playing video games, like yeah. streaming, which being someone that I've know, heard those stories as well. yeah. video games in the streaming world – 
He's partnered with FaZe Clan, which is like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, esports organizations out there. LeBron James's son is partnered with him. Like, they, okay. uh, Sports Illustrated just did this big article on like all of them and like integrating sports and you know video games together and yeah, you know all this stuff and yeah. I mean, going back to sports, I think he's gonna be better than Lamar Jackson. I think he probably needs to clean up a little bit. If if that is true and he's staying up that late during the season, he probably needs to clean that up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's not good. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna stick with my. My gut on this, I think Kyle Murray will be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I'm glad that we've touched on this tonight because now that's going to be like what I pay attention to. We're going to follow. Next, okay, like we'll follow that this season. Yeah, I, we'll, Kyle we'll Murray will be this better year. this season than Lamar Jackson. You think so? Yeah. Okay, we'll see. You draft Lamar Jackson, I'll draft Kyle Murray. Okay. I'm All not right. going to get Kyle Murray. Let's be real. I'm going to draft Drew Brees because he's retired, and I can finally have him on my team. Again. Me- <laughs> Neither of us are going to get those two quarterbacks. I, I bet a hundred bucks on it. Um. Our next guy in 2019, so we're getting to you know very, very recent Heisman Trophy winners, our guy Joe Burrow from LSU, who won it as a senior and He's had, be better than Tom Brady. Was on arguably the greatest college football team ever. I mean, that yeah. year, LSU was incredible. And then the next year, they were abysmal. Yeah. Incredible. And one of the most fun uh, playoff and national championship teams that I've had the, you know, fortune to watch yeah it was, talk it was, about it was a blast. dude though that you see like you if you look at him in his helmet you're like this dude's lost this dude's not athletic like <laughs> he doesn't look he, he kind of like looks like a josh rosen great. guy yeah the dude's fast as shit he's a he is a true dual threat quarterback arm strength incredible i just pray that he can stay healthy his rookie year I he tells his know. acl and <sighs> dude it's just such I, like a i did not know he transferred from ohio state I did not realize that. Yeah, he lost out to I think it. Mm, who, who would that have been? Because I don't know Ohio if it was State's Justin Fields. Really good quarterbacks here recently. It might have been Justin Fields at the okay. time. Okay. But yeah, he. There was that year just a few years ago where Ohio State had like three guys who were all kind of like rotating a quarterback and were all yeah. They really had um, good. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like Browning was the seen the older one. Yeah, and then um, and then shit, who was the third guy? We need, to, we need to find that out because there was literally like three guys that year. Because I kept going, oh, shit, so-and-so went down, Ohio State's fucked. And then their next guy would come in. I'm like, oh, he's amazing. They're and they're always like, <laughs> like, every time they, they came in, this. they were freshmen. They're like, oh, Dude, Ohio State's new freshman quarterback. R- really quick to just touch on how great Joe Burrow was, especially like his last year. I mean, he was really good in 2018. But in 2019, his Heisman Trophy winning campaign in college, dude goes for – 5,671 passing yards, 60 touchdowns to only six interceptions. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just uh, you could, unbelievable. You could, you could say he had arguably the greatest single season in college football history yeah. for a quarterback. And, and like I said, a part of arguably the best college football team ever. Ah, this is who it was. It was Braxton Miller, JT Barrett, and Cardell Jones. Thank you for looking that, that up. That was the team. They were Michael all, Thomas on their, yes, as their receiver. They were all on Ohio State at the same time. And they had Ezekiel time. Elliott as a running back. Incredible. That was an insane year for that, Ohio State. Yeah. They're, all their quarterbacks like died, and they're like, bring in the next guy, bring yeah. in the next guy, we're fine. Because I remember it, it, Cardell Jones was not starting, and then whoever it was that there was their starter got hurt, and then he Braxton, came in and like not. won them their college football playoff game or some shit. And I was like, who is this guy? JT Barrett, I think, was the starter. Was he the he starter? Got hurt. Braxton Miller was the starter like the year before. Yeah, yeah. And then he switched to receiver because he's That's like, I'm right. not going to play. One of them Cardell switched Jones. to receiver. Yeah. yeah. 
And then they put Cardell Jones in, and then he like balled out and won them like this big yeah. bowl, like college football. He, he won them like, a national championship. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck did they end up with yeah. all three of these guys on the team at the same time? This is remarkable. But anyway, yeah, going back to Joe Burrow, um, dude is just he had an, a remarkable college football career and one of the best seasons ever in college football. Like you said, it's a real shame. Um, tears his ACL. It was his rookie year, right? It yeah, was, it was last year's rookie yeah. year. So, um, man, that just hope, that sucks. Hope he I, recovers I, I, fully. Yeah. And can, I mean, I know Tom Brady had ACL injury. You know, it just might it might keep him in the pocket more than allowing him to use his legs and, and yeah. really get out there. So, the, I, I think I know I am. I'm I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping he recovers really strongly from that and has a great career. Yeah. I I want to that that seems like a guy to me that I want to like. Buy all, buy all my Joe Burrow stock and just hold it. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I know he's with Cincinnati, another AFC div, uh, conference div, rival of the Broncos. I wouldn't say rival, but I hope he gets healthy and can be. Because yeah. watching like him, Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, this new, these yeah, fresh, this new wave. Fre- yeah. Oh, so and so I, I, entertaining. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for the new generation of young quarterbacks. I mean, like Trevor in the NFL. Lawrence. Yeah, and the, the the passing of the torch has kind of happened. Yep. Um, one thing I'd say about the ACL injury, it's tough because sometimes you know, like you said, Tom Brady had ACL injury problems early on in his career, and the guy's gone on to have basically the greatest, the greatest you know career. quarterback career you can ever have. So you can come back from an ACL and look just as good, if not better, than ever, or some guys tear their ACL once or twice, and that's just like it. They're never Robert the same. Robert Griffin the third. Yeah, they're just never the same. So I really, really, really kind of like hope a Teddy Bridgewater. That's not the case. I hope he comes back and he's good to go and he's stronger than ever. But who knows? You never really know with these ACL things. You know, like yeah. not not everyone's an Adrian Peterson who's like, I'm going to recover from an ACL tear in like four minutes and then and come back go and have the greatest rushing the, season of all time. Yeah, go lose the record because my coach decides to take me yeah. out of the game. And well, I'm like fucking. What was he? One, four yards yeah. shy of the record. That drives me fucking nuts. Fucking stupid. I would have literally cut a deal with every defender on there. I'd have been like, I will literally fall down at the five. Yeah. Just give me my five yards, uh, yeah. and then I'm I want good. five yards, and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will pay each of you a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I will not go past that line. And yeah. if I do, you can light me up. Yeah. Um. So that was 2019, 2020, our um, final and most recent, most recent non-quarterback wide receiver Devonta Smith from Alabama. Very rare that we have a non-running back Bama Heisman Trophy right. winner on this list. Very, very rare. Very rare that you have a wide receiver. Very Heisman. Yeah, exactly. When was the last time prior to Devonta Smith we had a receiver win it? I'm actually back in sixteen oh eight. We're both looking at the same list, but I'm trying to see. It's just literally all running backs. I'm scroll. It's so Charles, or, Charles Woodson won as a quarterback or a cornerback in ninety seven. Turner, but that was not receiver. Uh, that was literally like Desmond the first Howard in ninety one wide receiver wow. punt returner from Michigan. So literally from 1991, the last, the, the next time a receiver won the Heisman Trophy winner was in 2020. That's crazy. Yeah. So that just goes to show how amazing Devonta Smith's year was at Alabama. Um, and you know, obviously this last year, Bama won the national championship. One of their like 90 that they've won. Um, who's he playing for right now in the pros? He is playing oh, with a former teammate, Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's right. Another guy. Speaking who, of another team that had ridiculous amounts of quarterback talent. Yeah. When Jalen Hurts got hurt, and then, then they just Tua comes comes in. in, and then Jalen Hurts is like, "I'm going to go to 
I'm gonna By the way, go to uh, to OU. O- Oklahoma and, yeah. and dude, another Oklahoma another had, example uh, of an Oklahoma a fantastic Oklahoma court. The reason we didn't have him on the list because he didn't win the Heisman in Oklahoma, but like, he was really good at yeah. Oklahoma. Um, I was just gonna say, normally, I it kind of bothers me when players will like transfer schools. You know what I mean when they're like. They can see the writing on the wall where they're not going to get I'm enough playing time enough or whatever. Anymore. Yeah, they're going to be like, I'm going to transfer or whatever. Part of me, that kind of just bugs the shit out of me. Whereas, like, there's another part of me that understands, like, look, if you're going to – because I never had – there was no – I was realistic about my chances of being in the NFL. First of all, I didn't want to be in the NFL. <laughs> Second of all, I, I, I realized that it was not in the cards. That was not my trajectory. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to just stay at the same school the whole time because who gives a fuck? I'm not going to the NFL. You're gonna get my, but, I'm going to get a free education. Yeah, I'm, I'm there to get my degree and then get out and go on and do other things in my life. Um, go on and do I will the say Just you, Browsing podcast. I will <laughs> say you, you got lucky in a very unlucky way. Breaking your back and having yeah. it mended together was probably the greatest unlucky thing to happen yeah. to you because yeah. you got to maintain a full ride and get free school. But it, you, it was, you have a mended back for the rest of your yeah, life. So it, it's it, like, was, it was a blessing in disguise, and that's a story for another podcast because, yeah, I have to – basically, the cost of my education was one broken. of my <laughs> discs in my back, and I'm going to have back pain for the rest of my life. But anyway, that's another story. Um, so, there's – you know, like I said, there's part of me that's like I see that, and it's annoying as shit to me when guys transfer schools, and there's another part of me that's like, you know what? They I play. get it. If, you, if you're a Jalen Hurts and you're like, I have NFL potential and that's what I want to do, I'm going to go be an NFL quarterback. And Bama puts in this guy named Tua Tagovailoa and he wins the national championship for that school and you that's can clearly again. see he's the guy now. I'm fucked. He's the guy. I'm going to be playing behind him if I stay here any longer. He made an incredibly smart decision. It was, it was decision. a good career decision. Yes, an incredibly smart career decision to just transfer to Oklahoma have what did he have two years at Oklahoma or just one? I think he just had one because just I one? think he sat behind Tua for a year. Okay, okay, so that's what it was. So then he had, I think he was a sophomore when Tua was a freshman. Yeah, and then I think he sat behind him his junior year uh, and then okay. transferred and then he was like, for Fuck his this, senior I'm transferring. Year. Yeah. yeah, I think an incredibly good career move for him because he goes to Oklahoma, has a tremendous season at Oklahoma. His draft stock goes way up. Yep, and now he's. I think he's going to be a pretty solid NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean and. I talked with Brandon about this as he's an Eagles fan. The Eagles just don't have any offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. Adding a Heisman Trophy winning receiver, that's a good start. I don't – again, I can't project anything because Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. To me, is still an unknown, and it's one of those – you know, a receiver, in my opinion, is either going to have a standout career or an average year. I don't really feel like there's many bust receivers in terms of these massive name receivers that come out of college. Most of them are either going to be, you know, superstars or just an average, you know, good good player, but not like a Michael Thomas every year or mm-hmm. a, a Julio Jones or like those kind of guys. Dude, you so, want to hear? Because um, we 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 started talking about Devonta Smith because that's the most recent Heisman Trophy winner. You want to hear his fucking stats from 2020? It's pretty remarkable. They're pretty gross. 117 receptions, 1,856 receiving yards, 23 touchdowns. Yeah, and you can argue that there was a better receiver on their team in Weddle. <laughs> That's fucking insane. No wonder they won the national championship. He Okay, so out of 117 
catches, he averaged 15.9 yards per catch. Yeah, they had no competition. That's insane, year. dude. That is absolutely insane. Anyway. No competition. That rounds out our Heisman discussion. So what do we cover? From 2000 to 2020, basically? Yeah, because we started with Chris Weinke. So Chris Weinke and Eric Crouch started off the discussion, and we, we got all the way to the most recent Devonta Smith. So how many – let's count it up. How many guys in there in that list that we just went over are superstars or were superstars? Starting in 2000, I would I don't, say – Would you consider Carson Palmer a superstar would, or no? That's I, kind of, he's kind of on the edge. He's kind of teetering. We'll just count him there. Okay. So we have one. So that's one. What about Reggie Bush? Probably not, right? No. Sam Bradford is kind of on the edge, but I'm going to say no just yeah. because of injuries. So then Mark Ingram, what Mark, do you think? I would say Mark Ingram, yeah, because he's still playing and he's he's had a good career. Cam Newton, yes. So we've got three. Um, Winston Mariota, no. Derek Winston Henry, Mariota are four. Tough. Yeah, Henry is another one. And then Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, so five. And then I mean, the other guys is a little. I would too say early Murray tell, and Burrow will blossom yeah. into stars, but so what? Right now, five so out of five the out of 20. last twenty years, yeah. So, more often than not, the Heisman They're Trophy bust. winner does not translate to a we, successful NFL At the career. end of the day, there's probably half of the Heisman winners that will have good, successful careers. Yeah. And the other half, are gonna not people will good. never know. Yeah. Unless they look And then there's going to be, you know, what, 5% of them that are that, superstars. Right. Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean... It's very interesting. It's a. It, I'm glad we did this discussion because it's so interesting to go look back at it. Because like, you know, you can do in, an NBA one head, about this too. Because yeah, there's a lot in, of in your head. You're like, okay, I I know a lot of like off the top of my head Heisman Trophy winners, but then you're like, I can't remember how many of those guys were actually good in the NFL. So it's nice to like go through here and like actually get some concrete answers of like, oh yeah, five out of the twenty have had really really good pro careers. Couple extra ones have had decent careers. careers, and then the rest of them just. No one really remembers them. Just kind of washed out. I mean, if they remember them, it's because of their college career right. kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this college football Dude, season. Dude, me too. I'm, I don't know anything about any team but CU, and I hope that they have a good year. Well, and it's but, really – I think it's tough this year, tougher than normal, because we have such a weird season to go off of last year with the whole – like last year was the COVID season, right? right. Like we don't know – it's – the sample size, like the schedule lengths were all different for all these different they conferences. Started late, like, even within late. conferences, there were teams that played right. way more games than other teams. It was it was just weird. The whole thing was weird. Same with all the other sports. You know, pro basketball was the same every, way. Just, every it's just a weird was, weird Besides season. the NFL, the NFL was like we're right. gonna do our normal yeah. shit. Yeah. The NFL just kinda of plowed ahead. But this year, like you know, like we were saying at the beginning, I'm I'm really hoping we get a normal full length college football season and that will be you know that will be what I do every Saturday for the entire. I'm going to make a bold prediction: Alabama wins the national championship. <laughs> Very bold. <laughs> I wonder how Clemson. That's going to be the one thing that I should read into is I wonder how Clemson's going to look coming into this year because no Trevor Lawrence this year. Um, but then again, when Deshaun Watson left, I had no idea who Trevor Lawrence was. So maybe there's another guy behind him that I, yeah. don't, I don't know who he is. He's going to turn out to be a superstar. Who knows? I mean, it's now like a destination football school. You know what I mean? If you dude, if, Clemson was if on you're my coming list. out of. High school right now as a as a five star recruit, Clemson's a good yeah. spot to go. Dude, Clemson is was on my list of schools that I like wanted to attend, not to play football. I'm I'm not saying that, but yeah. just attend, just to go, be just a student, to, to yeah. be a student. It was that Wisconsin, CU, and then smaller schools to actually do sports. Right. The more I think about it, the more I wish I went to Clemson because that would have just been, been a fucking blast, fun man. as fuck. And I love orange is my favorite color. Okay. 
So I love their uniforms, and I just love like and Clemson's like atmosphere. Close as you can get to Broncos. I, I love Dabo orange. Sweeney. <laughs> yep. So it's like I've followed Clemson since call or since high school a little bit. I'm not out here trying to say I'm a big Clemson fan, but I do yeah. like Clemson. Yeah. I do cheer for them. Well, and you and I have watched quite a few Clemson games, big Clemson yeah. games, actually, over the last few years, like especially while Deshaun Watson was there. Yep. I when think they beat Bama. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Hunter I think, Renfro. Yeah, dude. Oh, him. great game. Hunter, Hunter Renfro, man. Shout out to Hunter Renfro. Um, Except yeah, for fuck the Raiders. I think uh, I think you and I have watched like some pretty big-time Clemson. Because, again, prior to what? Five, six years ago, Clemson was not really on the radar at all football-wise. It was like Oregon was back then, Florida State, Auburn, you know, and then, I mean, Alabama's always been there, but like Ohio State's been there, Oklahoma's been there, and And then then Clemson just... All of a sudden, last few years, yeah. They had, uh, it was, no, Taj Boyd was their quarterback, and that's when they came into the scene, and then they had Bryant was their quarterback, then he transferred to like Mizzou. And that's because Deshaun Watson was there, and then the Deshaun Watson right. era started, and then, and then they had another they quarterback, have, and then they had Trevor yeah. Lawrence. So, yeah. yeah, they've become, like, slowly built themselves into a massive powerhouse, right. just like Bama. Yeah. They're the two dynasties you almost expect to see go head-to-head in the college football playoff. I'm just excited. I want Clemson to win it all, but I think Bama's going to do it just because it's Bama. Yeah, there's really no shortage. Of it'll be very interesting there. to see like Oklahoma ranked two in the in the preseason top twenty five. I think 25. they have a returning quarterback that's um, really good. I think that's yeah, why. I don't know, man. That, that that seems like a team that could very easily drop from two to like down to the very low twenty. You know, low in the rankings. But they do the play 25. in a Big Twelve conference that's weak. That's true. So it that's true. it all depends on their non conference schedule, which yeah. If they have a easy non-conference schedule, they're going to stay high in the rankings until they have a close game. There's just some of those teams like it, when I look at the top 25 for this preseason rankings, like Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Iowa State, North Carolina, so, in Indiana, like teams like that, I'm just I don't have any faith in. You know what I right. mean? Like they may be really good and again, I think you and I both have probably as much preseason knowledge about these college football teams equally amongst it, which is not much. Um, but they'll just, those are just teams that historically in the last few years I have not been very – you know, they may look really good coming into the season and play very well against some, like, mediocre competition. But, like, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, when it matters, they're I mean, not going to – They're not going to be there. In Iowa that. State's been really good the past few years. So they're yeah. going to be a good competition. It'll be interesting. But looking at Oklahoma's schedule, they play Tulane – should be a blowout. Yeah. They play WCU, which is probably like Western Colorado, which is my alma mater. Should be a massive blowout. They play Nebraska, who now Nebraska is like – Oh, it's got Western a, Carolina. Western Carolina. The Catamounts. Okay, okay, so that's a, probably a D1AA or D2 school. That's going to be a blowout. Nebraska, they've sucked ass since Scott Frost went there, and now he's – and the school is under investigation for stuff mm. that he apparently did. So they're going to have that swirling around them. West Virginia is hit or miss. They can be either really fun to watch and really good or, like, a mediocre team. Mm -hmm. Kansas State, same. They can be really good or just shit. Texas, same. Really good or shit. TCU, same. Really good or shit. Kansas, shit. Texas Tech, mediocre. Baylor, probably mediocre again. Iowa State, number seven. That's probably the hardest game on their schedule. And then Oklahoma State's usually, you know, really good or, you know, decent. So, Oklahoma's probably going to go undefeated. Um, my only loss to them would be Iowa State. And, you know, but they just, to me, that strength of schedule is real dog shit. Yeah, 
I, I agree. I mean, now that we're looking at that, maybe they so will So they're going to go undefeated. They're going to stay number two the until they have a close game with, like, Kansas. Yeah. And then the votes are like, okay, well, we got to pay attention a little bit more to that. And, you know, we'll go from there. But my Dude, pick, I'm so excited. I, I'm Yeah, just give me football. But All right, man. Well, that was yeah. a fun discussion. This was a fun discussion. Yeah. I think we'll do one on uh, basketball, busts. It's kind of the same discussion. That'd be fun. Um, I think we should do one on, like, biggest draft slips or biggest, you know, maybe not draft mistakes, but, like, misses. Yeah, that'd be actually an interesting um, conversation. And we'll have to do more research for that so that yeah. we can click through certain years. Right. So um, how do you want to frame that? Just guys that were drafted way too high type so of thing. So like a Mitchell Trubisky have, was drafted before right. Deshaun Watson and okay, Patrick Mahomes yeah. type. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to pull up like year by year what the first round looks like kind of yeah. and just see like. We'll just do first round. There's going to be stuff that pops out immediately, yeah. I'm sure. So yeah, we'll we'll bring an episode like that. Probably not next week. We'll take a break from football next week. We'll probably do our pick two next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll yeah. Do, we'll we do, do that a pick two week. with – we're going to do – I think it'll be best sword fighters and I think we're going to do 12 – um, just a quick background on that. So if you're interested and you've hung around with us this long, if you want to listen next week, it'll probably be best sword fighters, um, from movies, of course. And it's not good. It's just going to be, they all have the same exact weapon as each other in the fight. Um, if there's like a Jedi versus William Wallace or, you know, Aragon, uh, the Jedi won't have force because that's not part of the actual sword skills. So that'll be the framework. Yeah. We'll pick our people. Well, we'll, and I, we'll I, have a yeah. bracket. We'll show it on the stream. So if you want to tune in. And I think real quickly to just add, if you want to tune into that one next week and kind of understand frame of reference wise, go all the way back to the beginning of this first episode of this podcast. We did a pick two, any two based on a barstool sports thing that they had put out on their want Instagram. To protect you while right. the other it's ones like, come in and pick two you. and then the rest of them are pick two to protect you. The rest are coming to kill you kind yep. of thing. So we'll kind of probably try and frame it that way. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of shoot the shit and talk about it. It'll be fun. Kind and, of just nerd out a little bit. And we'll have a picture. I'll, we'll put together a picture of all 12 and then we'll post that on our Podbean site as well. So you can click and, and look through it as well. So that'll be next episode, more than likely next week at some point. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, if you're still with us through an hour and 40 minute long college oh, football damn. episode, we've been going. This tonight. might be one of our longest episodes ever. So thank you for hanging around, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been a blast. Goodbye. See ya.